Hello, welcome back to Connect Your Beauty, everyone. I am so excited to bring this episode to you guys. I had the privilege to sit down with Krista, who is a Masters of Balayage educator. She is only 23 years old and just absolutely brilliant when it comes to how to be a business-minded stylist. She is so funny, she's innovative, and she's very inspiring. And this was just probably one of my top, top podcast interviews that we've done so far. This was so fun. I truly enjoyed it. I know that you guys will. So if you're in a space to grab paper, pen, you probably want to because she is going to share so so many valuable things with you guys. So listen in, keep staying connected, and I hope that you all have a fantastic day. I realized that hair was actually my calling. It was my passion and I found it without even realizing it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like my journey, you know, leading up to where I am today, it's, you know, kind of just happened from following what feels good and following that dream and, you know, never giving up, keeping that drive. And here I am now educating for a company, living my dream life, dream job, working behind the chair full time. It's definitely taking a lot of balance, but because of where I am today, it's all because of social media. I mean, it's all because of a silly app where we post pictures and videos (laughs) and it's incredible. It's so, so incredible. Oh my gosh, no, I love this. Um, Masters of Balayage is incredible. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh my gosh, awesome. It's incredible. I like, I love the whole concept behind it. It's very Mm -hmm. simplistic and it's it's a really, intricate piece of who we are now as stylists behind the chair. I really believe that when this really became a thing, um, gosh, what, like 15 years ago? Yeah. I thought we would think it was a trend, but it hasn't gone anywhere and it's not going anywhere and it's become nope. bigger than ever. So talk to me about like, so you're educating with them. Tell mm-hmm. us like, what does that look like? Oh my gosh. I mean, it's incredible. First of all, the team is absolutely incredible so i truly believe in like surrounding yourself around like-minded people Mm. and masters of balayage has allowed me to do that not saying that the people i work with didn't support that but we just had different visions on and different goals so you know at the salon it's um you know becoming a successful successful stylist and you know building a clientele and then i wanted a little bit more with that and masters of balayage has allowed me to do so so I connected through them uh, through social media, actually. I messaged Ryan and I was like, hey, I want to assist the class. And, Love you know, it. it's my dream to be an educator. And he responded and was like, hey, you know, apply to be an ambassador, which at the time, this is right before COVID hit. I actually got the position a week before shutdown or maybe like two days before shutdown, actually. It was within a very wow. short time. So I got that position, but I wasn't able to do much with it, obviously, because the world kind of shut down there. (laughs) They were doing some classes, you know, when it was like allowed or in some states where 
you know, depending on the CDC guidelines. But I unfortunately didn't get to actually meet everyone within the team after like a year, almost a year later. And ever since then, it's just my career has like skyrocketed. So currently I'm, you know, behind the chair three days a week. And then I travel with them, I'd say roughly once a month, you know, it just kind of depends on the classes. Some things pop up here and there, but you know, yeah. educating with Masters of Balayage is just a great support system for myself and then a great support system for other stylists. I mean, we're traveling and sharing our passion, education, our knowledge with stylists all over, and it's truly a powerful thing. Oh, that's incredible. I love that. I um, actually used to be a Redkin artist, so yes. I can feel your passion. <laughs> oh my yes. gosh, it really is amazing when you can impact, impact um, other hairstylists in a different way. And, you know, we're all about making people feel good and empowering people just behind the chair, but in a different way, when it's your peers, it's mm-hmm. just a whole other, a whole other journey. So I it's really, so love cool. that. yeah, it's yeah so it was cool. awesome starting in it. You know, I was really nervous because of my age. That was actually something yeah. that held me back because yeah, I've been with them I'm on like my third year working with them. So I've been with them since 21, 20, you know, around that time I became an ambassador Mm -hmm. and worked my way up to my position. But I realized, you know, my age is actually a strength, not a weakness because that passion is contagious. I mean, you can teach skills, but you can't teach passion. It's either there or it's not. And so traveling Mm -hmm. and being able to meet Silas all over, it's been incredible to be able to share that journey with them. And the feedback has been incredible because like you said, there's so many different ages in this industry and, you know, social media obviously is a big topic with it because of all the different kind of stylists here. So it's been really, really cool to be able to connect with stylists of all ages and being able to share that. And it's, it's awesome. Definitely. Definitely. Oh my gosh. I love it. Yeah. I mean, so we have like so many different tools that we can use when it comes to like a referral card or, you know, tell your friends, tell your family. We have so many different tools that we can use. And I think there's a time and a place for all of it. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So, but I would love to dive into how you utilize social media as this is how I'm going to build my business. Love it. So with social media, a lot, I know a lot of people listening, they're probably rolling their eyes if they're not a fan of social media, but, and I definitely can recognize like the negative effects of social media with the imposter syndrome and, you know, the posting, but I think all that comes with how you view things. Mm-hmm. I think social media, I prefer to focus on the positive with it. And that is focusing on connecting with like-minded individuals, helping people and, you know, building your clientele through it. So starting on social media, I started by posting, you know, what I wanted to attract into my chair, because that is going to market to your dream clientele. So starting out, I posted a lot of, you know, bonding, balayage, I stayed away from men's cuts. And, you know, at the time, I didn't do extensions. So obviously, that wasn't something I was marketing. And that just kind of allowed people to actually showcase what I was doing in my chair. And it built that trust before the client even sat in my chair. So that was the biggest thing with social media is being able to show your clients what you're capable of. And then they come in and they show you your own photo as your inspiration photo, which is a good, good feeling, but also (laughs) awesome because your client knows what you're capable of and they believe in you for that. 
Absolutely. So yeah. how do so it began by just slowly posting these pictures like this is definitely where I where I see my passion, where mm -hmm. I see my strong suit. I'm going to focus on these. And, you know, I've heard this a ton, like where where you want to start gravitating to is where you start actually posting all those pictures and, and really making a name for yourself in that in that yes. sense, which I love that. Yeah. So in the beginning, it has to be, I'm sure, a little bit of a challenge where you're mm -hmm. just trying to figure all that out. So if you have, if we have listeners that, you know what, I really do need to start upping my game, how do they even begin? I would begin by post, I mean, taking the clients, taking all the clients, because obviously starting, we take everything just to get a feel for, you know, where our niche kind yeah. of sits. Mm -hmm. So I would start by taking that and then, you know, posting things you're proud of what felt good to you and what you enjoyed doing. I think that really jumpstarts your social media and your building that portfolio online because then you can post what you want to do and the services mm -hmm. you want to bring in behind the chair. Mm -hmm. That's what I would suggest for someone who is just starting out. Now, mm -hmm. hashtags too. I mean, photos are one thing, but obviously with social media, there's so much to go into it. But I would suggest with hashtags using stuff like, you know, hashtag your city and then hair, hashtag city hairstylist, hashtag city hair salon. And then you can even go and dive a little more deeper and do like hashtag your city blonding or hashtag balayage. And that's going to really niche down to those people. Because when we think about it, when you're looking for a new, let's say a new nail artist or mm -hmm. a new restaurant, you know, you're going to social media and you're typing mm -hmm. in, for example, Raleigh Thai food or, you know, Raleigh yeah. nail salon, little things like that. So I would definitely suggest posting, you know, what you want to bring in, but then also using the appropriate hashtag so people can actually find you. Right. You just said something that actually really like put a light bulb in my brain. <laughs> it's so true because I feel like social media has been, oh, well, obviously it's come so far. And so if far. I'm looking, yeah. If I'm looking for something, I will literally write so specific what i'm looking for and so i love that you have said that because it's true yeah. I, I don't think we even think you know to be so specific in those in those ways so i love that yeah because so is a hashtag something that people are searching for and that just pulls up yes i mean because people are typing in on the search bar hashtag you know, Raleigh hair. And then that is going to show everyone using that hashtag. And then the cool thing about that is because you are posting what you want to attract, they're going to see your photo. If they gravitate towards that picture, they're going to click on that and they're going to realize, oh my gosh, this girl's, you know, 10 minutes away from me. I'm going to book an appointment with her and, you know, get in her chair sometime next week, which is awesome. I love but that. One thing I also want to touch on and something I wish I did a little more when I started social media, because we talk about posting what you want to attract using the ha hashtags. However, I think it's so important to not forget to post yourself. Mm. That is huge because at the end of the day, clients are going to gravitate towards you based off of the services you provide, but it's also a relationship. So mm -hmm. them seeing you and getting a feel of who you are as a person, I think is super, super important. And it gives that client a visual on who you are when they sit in your chair. Because services nowadays are, you know, three, four hours. So you got to really mm -hmm. like a person to sit there for that long. <laughs> so You're so nice right. That. 
You're so right. So do you have a special formula that you use when you are posting a bunch of stuff about work? And then do you make sure that you post something personal or just you in the salon? Like, how do you, how do you do that? Yeah. Cause that, I mean, that is hard. That took me a while to figure out how you, yeah. you know, keep it professional, but also personable at the same yeah. time. I do recommend posting one personal photo every nine pictures. Because mm. looking at your grid, you have those nine photos sitting there. I think having at least one of yourself. So when your client is scrolling through your page, they can see more of you. I think that is crucial. I also recommend doing a branding shoot. So getting mm. a friend or maybe hiring a photographer if you wanted to take it to that level. You know, you can take it with your phone. But if you have a camera, I think that is super awesome, obviously, because the quality is going to look better and that will attract clientele that pays attention to those details, but yes. doing a branding shoot, wearing clothes that you feel good in and, you know, expressing your love, showing your face and videos too, showing a little more of your personality, maybe with your clients or, you know, what you do outside of work a little bit, what your days off look like. I think little things like that are so important and so underestimated when it comes mm -hmm. to social media because we tend to look at the picture as a whole, but at the end of the day, it's who you are as a person. People wanna see that face behind the chair. So yeah. that's what I would recommend for somebody who wants to maybe dive into posting about themselves, You know, where to start, start with a branding shoot, post those photos, because then you can't make excuses yeah. for why you can't post a photo of yourself, because I've right. been there. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. I love that. Um, I mean, what a, what a great formula, great concept. I love it. And it's so true. I mean, people come to you because of you, honestly, yeah. right? So I feel like that's, that's the name of the game. And, yeah. and then of course, what you do with their hair is also mm -hmm. just a huge bonus but they come to you to spend this time. And you're right, nowadays it's becoming a, a lot longer. So, yeah. so how, do you, um, how do you start building that relationship through like, let's say someone reaches out to you and now they're interested. So how do you go about doing um, maybe like a virtual consultation or just getting to know them and book them? Yeah, so I don't do virtual consultations. However, I think that is a phenomenal idea. Uh, for I do in-person consultations. So if somebody is interested in sitting in my chair and they want an idea of what that looks like, pricing, they want me to look at their hair, they can book a 30-minute consultation with me. I usually direct them to call the salon. I work at a commission salon. So I'm able to, and I love this because I'm actually able to direct my clients there. So I don't have to spend all this time on my phone. Yeah. Clients, which yeah, is nice. yeah. But I would recommend actually creating a story highlight on directing clients where to go. So in that story this. highlight, you can link it to your you know, website or mm -hmm. link it to how to book if you do online booking. I think that's a great option to toss that in there, but also giving a client a feel for how far you book out, you know, what they can expect in your chair. I think that's gonna be crucial for someone sitting down to your, even before they sit down, just looking at your social media and an idea of what to expect when they sit in your chair. That's awesome. Yeah. So you, um, do you have a link on your Instagram for people to book an appointment with you or is it just for consultations that they can pre-book? 
So I have um, a booking highlight in my, uh, I have a booking highlight okay. in there. I have an idea of um, how far I book out, um, what location to call, because I bounce back and forth between two locations. Um, I work at both, so I just stated in there, you can call either one to book with me, but here's an idea of what to expect on how far I book out, yeah. how to get an appointment. And then I also add in there, my DMs are open if you have any questions, because at the end of the day, I mean, clients don't really know what they're looking for. Like, do I book a highlight? Do I book a balayage? What the heck is a TZ like? <laughs> you know, these are common <laughs> questions that clients are having. So in there, I do have a, you know, a little note saying my DMs are open if you have any questions, but to call the salon to book an appointment. That way, you know, it kind of slows down that um, that traffic coming in my DMs with, you know, clients messaging. Because right now I'm balancing, you know, clients and then also stylists since my target audience is more so towards education. But in the beginning, when I was just targeting two clients, it was definitely a flow of people coming in. And I found book making that booking highlight just made things so much easier because I can respond and be like, hey refer to my booking highlight for all details. Perfect. Yeah. I love it. And how simple is that? So and simple. so simple. I love yeah. it. And I love how you have thrown these ideas out there because I don't think people think um, how simple it really can be, you know, yeah. and I think people get a little overwhelmed with all of the things, right? And there's so much out there for social media, TikTok. So much. Snapchat and the Facebook. I don't know if many people do Facebook anymore, but you know, there's a lot of things. And I think that's mm -hmm. great that you give them these tools and this is so valuable. Yeah. <laughs> so tell me why you got into the beauty industry. So the beauty industry kind of always held a special place in my heart. Mm -hmm. um, I loved everything from like waxing eyebrows or not waxing, I'm sorry, plucking eyebrows. <laughs> so now I don't know how to do. You still don't want me to wax your eyebrows. <laughs> uh, makeup, I loved anything fashion. I mean, I was just drawn to more of a artistic side of things. Yeah. And, you know, starting cosmetology school, I wanted to be a makeup artist. But of course, you know, found my passion through there. And it's always been there. But I think a constant fear I had behind me was, one, not a lot of people did it. So in school, mm -hmm. you know, I mm -hmm. went to cosmetology school with my one of my best friends, but we were the only two people who even took that route. Mm -hmm. So that was scary. But another thing that held me back was money because there was this constant thing about, you know, hairstylists mm -hmm. not making a great income. And that is just so false. Yes. I, I mean, I can't believe I even like fell for that because it really is what you make of it. Uh, mm -hmm. Your level, I was told very early, your level of hunger is equal to your level of success. 1000%. You couldn't so be true. more true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is this is the best industry I believe ever. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, for myself, it's just been a growing passion. It's mm -hmm. always been there since I was, I can remember being little, right? And it just constantly gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And there's so many things that evolve with it, right? And so many different avenues that you can go into and whatever mm -hmm. you're dreaming of doing, it's there and you can do it's it. There. It's yeah. so true. Yeah, I we spend that. so much time focusing on our skill set with our hands. But I think at the end of the day, it really comes to our mindset. Mindset is a powerful, powerful thing. And I think that's something that not enough people talk about and not enough people focus on.
you have nailed it. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're totally, we're in the people business. And if we can't connect with each other, we don't know how to connect with each other. It's unfortunate, but you just, you can't be successful, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. And I think that's my, my biggest mission, uh, honestly, right now is to focus on that gap right? Mm -hmm. Like the full circle, the, the mindset has to be a part of everything because in end communication and understanding people are all different and how yes. to communicate in different ways and to read social cues and things like mm -hmm. that. It's something that, um, and you're so young as well, which is amazing that you have this brilliance behind you where you can connect with totally different um, age groups and yes. still makes sense. And I love yeah. that. Like, that's huge. <laughs> it's been, it's been a challenge, but it's, it's pretty cool, honestly. Yeah. It's awesome being able to connect with different age groups and, you know, being able to mend the two together. I think that's the biggest thing is there's a, I think a division between, I don't want to say experience, um, seasoned stylists versus yeah. new stylists. And I feel like we can all just work together and combine our knowledge and just really create something powerful. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's just, it's all about being open and yes. it doesn't always have to be one way. Mm -mm. No, <laughs> not at all. People. We're not black and white. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I love, love it. it. That's awesome. Well, what, what drew you to the artistic side of industry, of this industry? Ooh, I mean, honestly, every piece of this business has got me excited. And mm -hmm. I, so I was behind the chair for 11 years of the wow. 18 that I've been in the industry. And after I had both of my girls, I hit a depression spot. So mm -hmm. speaking with speaking to you about connecting with people and how yes. huge that is, was a huge piece of my business. And to have lost that in myself was really difficult to connect again. So I had to pivot and mm -hmm. I became a recruiter. So in 2015, I recruited for the same company and been here ever since. So, wow. um, but the, like every, every avenue of my career has really had a piece you know, that built up to now. And mm -hmm. I'm glad that I'm in this space where I can share this with you and you get it and I get it. And we all understand that there's more to it. It's a bigger, mm -hmm. a bigger industry than we've ever, ever imagined. And that we can help other young or old stylists or seasoned stylists understand that there's just that element of that mindset. And, you know, if you can focus on growing yourself, then you'll you'll be consistent and be successful. And I think that that's huge. And it mm -hmm. is simple. It is simple. You just have to be willing to do the work and put the time yes. in and focus on yourself. And yeah. Sometimes that's not a easy, but it's very, very important if you're going to continue to do this forever. Yeah. Well, I love that you were able to find another, you know, road within this industry and being able to still be involved, even though you're not behind the chair. I mean, that mm -hmm. is powerful and that just shows other people and i'm sure other people can look up to you in that sense on hey i don't necessarily have to take clients every day if i don't want to i can still have the same love and passion for this industry and just show it in a different way one thousand percent i used to run away from that story um mm -hmm. 
constantly. I used to kind of like, well, I didn't want to do hair anymore. So I just did this. (laughs) But that's, that's really not, that's really not the case. And now, you know, being able to take that piece of my life and, and do something good with it has been tremendous and really amazing. And honestly, freeing, very freeing. (laughs) That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. So one last question before we run out of here. Um, so tell, tell the, the people that are in this block right now, like they're just in, you know, they're in their career. Maybe they're in in it for a year, but maybe they're in it for 20 years and Mm -hmm. they've hit a block. Like where do they go from here and how do they pivot? Where, Where do you see themselves heading next? You know, what can they do? You know, it's a really great question because this block is something that in this industry, you know, someone hits at some point. Yeah, I know I hit this block about two years into my industry behind the chair. I was, you know, just started double booking. I wasn't making time for myself and I was forgetting the passion and the reason why I started in this industry. So I think the biggest thing I can say to someone who is currently in this block is to go back to why you started, mm-hmm. go back to what drove you to this industry. For me, that was, you know, creating and photographing and taking models and, you know, for other people that might look like more work. But for me, that was fun because I was having to, you know, kind of channel that creative side of things and bring myself back of why I started in that industry in the first place. But I think burnout happens without taking time for ourselves. At the end of the day, you know, we have to fill our own cup in order to fill others. And doing things like that to make ourselves happy, kind of light that passion inside of us, I think is so, so important. Taking classes as well, I also think is an incredible thing because Mm -hmm. when you go to a class, you learn something new Mm -hmm. and then you're excited to use it behind the chair. So taking that class, you know, kind of sparking that inspiration again and then being able to apply it can kind of relight that fire. But first and foremost, you know, take time for yourself you know, really look at how that happened in the first place and then look at how you can prevent that for the future. Because we say, oh, we'll just, you know, sit down and I'll, you know, do something to make me happy again or I'll take more time for myself. But then we tend to fall back into this pattern that got us there in the first place. Right. So I think it's super important to recognize where we went wrong and then what we can do next time coming out of it to prevent that. Oh, I love this. Yeah. I probably what would you say? Like, I feel like I could talk to you forever. Um, <laughs> I love it. Hey, I got my day. <laughs> this this is totally my jam right here. Um, and honestly, because I don't want people to feel like that. I because we are just so special, and everyone has like this special gift inside of them. Yep. And I think when we first start out, obviously, we're just so excited. I think the biggest thing that my suggestion for anyone that is in this space is to find what you can do to like reset yourself in between clients. Yes. And so like, you know, how can we be, my biggest thing right now is how can you be a hundred percent, a hundred percent of the time? Well, kind of like that's impossible, but yeah, yeah. But you can, you can do little small things in between clients where it does bring you back to that space where you first started and Mm -hmm. whatever that looks like. For me, it was just going to the bathroom, shutting the lights out. And I just took three deep breaths. 
turn yep. them back on, wash my hands. And like, I, you know, <laughs> I love it. Re reset. Right. And like, get back out there and go do it again. Even though you just heard the most saddest story, you know, from your yeah. client, it's very difficult to take that on. You build these relationships and you feel all of those feelings, but you have to, you have to set it aside because the next person doesn't have that, you know, they mm -hmm. came in and they're like high on life. So now yep. you have to meet them at that level. And how can you adjust that all day long? And so that is a learn, a huge learn. And I feel that's where we really need to coach and focus on because it, it sets people up to succeed throughout their career. And, and that, if we can do that, I think we, we have won. <laughs> yeah. 100 percent i love that if my assistant's looking for me i'll be in the bathroom with the lights off taking three breaths exactly <laughs> let her know I'm, now. <laughs> I'm telling you just the littlest things you know what else i used the to do things. i would go like get get new clips or a new comb like every every week i would do something because it's yes. exciting to have new toys and new <laughs> tools and stuff like that. I mean, and then of course the the new blow dryer and all that stuff when you needed it. Oh it yeah, just that like light that you needed. So mm -hmm. just to kind of fill those little like things that that make you tick, like the things mm -hmm. that just light you up. That's important because we're human. it is important. We need those things. We yeah, do that we are the human for other people. Yeah, but I think it's important for people to know that it's okay when that happens sure. like it shouldn't be something we're ashamed of Absolutely. i remember when i hit that point i kind of just shut off and i didn't tell anyone mm -hmm. about it no one had no idea i went through that and then you know one day i hit my breaking point and called my boss just absolutely crying because i wasn't yeah. able to express what i was going through right. and it was just important to know that hey that was normal like it's it's right. okay like you're not you're human like you're taking on a lot like let's take a step back and realize mm -hmm. where we went wrong and what we can do you know better and differently for next time absolutely it's all a learning experience i mean sure. every no such thing as a mistake we always grow from it it's not yeah. why is this happening to me it's you know what am i learning from it yeah what is it teaching me you got it yeah a hundred percent i love it well, I hope that you guys enjoyed that. I know that I did, and it was an absolute blast. So definitely take all of this information, take it in, and use it on your own, right? So all of these things that I bring to you on the podcast, I want you to piece out the things that make sense for you and put it together and make it your own, and you guys can't help but be successful and level up as the professional I know that you want to be. I also have some really fun, exciting news. So Monday, April 3rd, Michael Cole and I are doing a webinar and we're kind of focusing really on retail and we're calling it retail therapy because there's so much behind why it's so hard for us to sell retail. And that word, I just cringe when I hear it. I know that you guys do too. And that's kind of why we're poking at it. Selling retail, you know, it is a little bit of a harsh thing when you think about it, but it is so necessary and it's a part of the experience that you're giving your clients. So we have to, must, must, must think this way. We have to think this way. And that's what we're going to talk about. So I'm going to link that into this episode and you guys can register, sign up for it. Even if you can't make it for the live, 
we will send you the recording. I hope that you all have a great day. Keep staying connected.